Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and our Thanksgiving Eve service for this year. Uh, our, our setting is uh, evening prayer this evening, which begins on page 243. And prior to the uh, service at large beginning, we will have an opening hymn, at which point you'll see me disappear. Don't be surprised by that, because the service will begin with the procession of light immediately following the opening hymn. God's blessings on your worship. The Old Testament reading appointed for the day of Thanksgiving is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember, remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as, as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The epistle is from 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. And it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated.
Well, dear saints in Christ Jesus, in the first article of the Apostles' Creed, we confess, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. But with this fresh in our hearts and minds, look again at the gospel lesson. And tell me, what do you see there? Well, there are fallen creatures calling out to their creator and redeemer for mercy. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. These ten lepers have a sickness which can only be cured by God. Lepers, as you know, were required to be separate from the general population at the time because of their sickness. This was handed down in the book of Leviticus. They were unclean outcasts living on the fringes of society. The only companions lepers had were other lepers. Can you imagine the isolation? People everywhere around you except close to you. Cut off from family, cut off from friendship, cut off from the temple and proper worship of the living God. Like being stuck at sea with no drinkable water, yet being surrounded by the ocean. Unable to work, you must beg. Everywhere you go, you must cry out, unclean, unclean, so people know to keep their distance from you. The disease which corrupts your body, it will eventually claim your life. As this disease spreads, so does the pain and discomfort until finally the nerves in your affected limbs are incapable of feeling anything. Leprosy is cruel and terrible. The only help one could hope for was the fatherly divine goodness and mercy of God. And so it was that these ten lepers cried out to Jesus. Mercy. This is the whole reason Christ came to us. He was sent because of the divine goodness and mercy of the Father. In his hymn, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice, Martin Luther describes the heavenly conversation which led to our redemption and salvation. God said to his beloved son, it's time to have compassion. Then go, bright jewel of my crown, and bring to all salvation. From sin and sorrow set them free. Slay bitter death for them that they may live with you forever. For these ten lepers who stood at a distance lifting up their voices, salvation had come. The one who brought the Father's goodness and mercy to bear on this sinful world was right there in the flesh to hear and to answer their prayer. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he did. He said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. In the speaking of one simple phrase, it was done. As they obediently walked to the priests at the Jerusalem temple, they saw it. Clean skin. And they felt it as well. The disease was gone. Complete healing of body and soul. All of this was accomplished by their Redeemer, Christ, the Son of God. In divine goodness and mercy, the Father sent the Son for this purpose. These fallen creatures cried out for mercy, and it was given. 
God's creatures made in his image were restored to health and life by their creator and Lord. You see, the lepers cured by Jesus, they lived 1,500 years before Luther wrote the small catechism, but nevertheless, they could confess all the same. God the Father has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. And God the Son, and of God the Son, they could also confess, He is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person. Leprosy had separated them from God and man, and now the Son of God has restored them and brought them back into communion with God and with man. Of the ten lepers, there was one who was keenly aware of what had taken place. You could say he had eyes to see and ears to hear. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan, and that's no small note. Jesus told the men, go and show yourselves to the priests. And this Samaritan man, not a Jew, but a Samaritan, one who was himself outcast by his ethnicity, he saw what Jesus had done for him. And so then he turned back and he showed himself to the great high priest, the very Son of God himself. Now, we're not told what words the man used as he praised God with a loud voice coming back to Jesus, but the words of Psalm 116, they would have been very fitting. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me, I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. As he came to Christ, who gives rest to all repentant souls, the man fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now we confess in the Catechism, for all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. The healed Samaritan man knew this. Nobody had to tell him, now you be thankful. He was thankful. He exuded thanks and praise. He could not do otherwise. This man was right where he was supposed to be. Face down in the dirt at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks and praise. He was giving thanks and praise to his Redeemer, his Lord, his Master. And you know, folks, this is the proper place for all Christians. For all Christ has done for us, we kneel before him, face in the dirt, giving God the Father thanks and praise for the sending, dying, rising, and ascension of his Son, Jesus Christ. The Gospel lesson continues with Jesus answering the man, saying, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has saved you. That's what it says literally in the Greek text. Now, one of the peculiar things about our Lord is that he always attributes to faith the things which he has done. He says your faith has saved you when it was he, Jesus, that saved the man. And now the reason for this is simple. Jesus is the object of our faith. As we cling to him in trust, he gives us all his gifts. Cleansing of sins eternal life, and salvation from the devil. All these and more are yours through faith in Christ Jesus. The same was true for the Samaritan man. 
By the power of the Holy Spirit, he heard and believed Christ's word. He trusted in Jesus for cleansing of both body and soul. And the same is also true for you, dear saints in Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you trust in Jesus, your Redeemer. And he has redeemed you, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won you from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and by his innocent suffering and death. Now, why did he do this for you? Well, it was so that you may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. You see, we were all dead in sins and trespasses. We were all spiritual lepers until Christ came in mercy. Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, came to this world to save you. Why? For what purpose would he do such a thing? For poor, miserable sinners? Well, to live among us and fulfill all the words of Moses and the prophets, all the things prophesied of him. He came to fulfill the law and take upon himself all your sins. The holy, pure, and righteous Son of God took your unholy thoughts your impure words and your unrighteous deeds, and he redeemed you. He, brought, he bought you back from the devil with his own precious blood. He was nailed to the cross as the once-for-all-time sacrifice for all sin. And in so doing, he displayed the divine mercy and goodness of the Father. His glory was revealed in this way. St. John says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You are bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus. You've been cleansed of the leprosy of your sin. Your creator and your redeemer has saved you from sin, death, and hell. Everything Christ accomplished for you on the cross, it was given to you right there the baptismal font, when you were washed and sanctified. You see, in the waters of baptism, you were not only cleansed of sin, but born again as God's new creation in Christ. St. Paul teaches that you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. All of this has been accomplished by God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He lavishes his mercy upon you in his word his absolution, and his holy supper. All you are and all you have is from God. Knowing this, well, we cannot help but be thankful. Therefore, it is fitting on this Thanksgiving Eve to take one final cue from that thankful leper and from Luther's catechism, where we are taught to return thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse or his delight in the legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord God, Heavenly Father, for all your benefits through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Redeemer.
Well, once again, welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. God's richest blessings to you as you uh, celebrate the holiday tomorrow. I uh, pray that you have safe travels if it is that you're traveling this, there, or some other place. And uh, the Lord bless your time of fellowship with family and friends as we continue to give thanks and praise to God who has given us every good gift we have, all that we need for this body and life, both now and for eternity. Go in God's peace. I'll greet you at the door.